Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Alyssa. And it's just us today. It's a wonderful Friday night. We're recording this. Yeah. Actually, it was snowing on my way here and it took me a thousand years to get here. But I made it. You made it. And here we are. That's good. Floral Couch Headquarters. FCC. What'd you do this week? It was a busy week. I had a lot going on. I think I had something going on every night. So popular. You're just so cool. Uh, Last night, well, yesterday was Give to the Max Day. Mm -hmm. Is that like just a Minnesota thing or is it? You know, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I just looked it up and everything I'm seeing is Minnesota related. So I think it is just a Minnesota thing. Okay. But Give to the Max Day is a thing where nonprofits and charities, like, it's like an all day giving session, like Mm -hmm. fundraising day. But at Second Second Harvest Heartland, which is like a food packing, like hunger organization, had packed to the max day. So for 24 hours, they had people in there packing food. So from 10 to midnight last night, we were there packing onions. Oh, man. And we did like 15,000 pounds of onions. That's awesome. I love that they make it a competition there. Like, it's, like, competitive. Like, who can pack the most? But their, it's, like, all for a good cause. Their goal for the whole day was, like, 20,000 pounds of food. And the end at the end, it was 55,000 pounds. Wow. That's so awesome. they killed it. Yeah. So that was fun. How about you? How was your week? <laughs> it was good. Pretty low-key. I know we hung out one day this week, but otherwise... Which we'll get to in a second. Which we'll get to, yes, our festivities. But otherwise, pretty low-key, and I'm okay with that. I've got a big... I mean, the holidays are coming up, and I've got a client meeting that I'm helping host, so I'm kind of like, okay, with some low-key days before I have to be on for a while. <laughs> I had a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Please Number do. one is, tell me how you feel about this. So, I follow this blogger on Instagram, and her children, I just found out, are named Boone and Bear. Did you ever watch That's a Raven? Yes, of course. So, do you remember that episode where... Chelsea is dating a guy that's the same name as her her dog. Yes. So, what was her dog's name? Can't remember. Was it Charlie? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. I have a dog named Bear, and I just like feel like that poor kid. Like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of those names. Bear. Bear. Yes. I also have a dog named after a forest animal. (laughs) Moose. Moose. (laughs) Yeah. My dog's name is Moose. So, I, I think that's weird. Also, Boone was. For some reason, my family, like, an insult. Like, if you got called a boon, it was, really? like, a not good thing. I'm trying to think of where even I've even heard boon. One time at my last job, my boss was like, Emily, you're just a boon to this place. And what she meant was, like, you you really fit in here. But I had no idea what that meant. But if you look it up, that's what it means. It means, like you, a bo- like, if you're a boon to something, you... I really like it. Like you identify with that or something. Interesting. I had never heard that. I wonder how that came to be. So I have a few other things I want to talk about too. Have you heard the latest news on Jewel, the e-cigarette? Not since you informed me what it was a few episodes ago. (laughs) So I saw an article in the New York Times, Jewel suspends selling most e-cigarette flavors in stores. And so I wanted to talk about this. Is Juul a brand? I think it's a company, yeah. Okay, so it's not like... 
yeah like, cigarettes a generic also, name like, i was picturing it spelled jewel like a j-e like on your U- finger j-e-w-e-l <laughs> but it's spelled j-u-u-l interesting isn't jewel like a like a measure of energy or something too that's yeah. spelled weird she's also a singer i'm gonna read this article because this is crazy facing mounting government pressure and a public backlash over an epi- epidemic of teenage vaping jewel labs announced on tuesday that it would suspend most of its flavored e-cigarette pods in retail stores and would discontinue its social media promotions the decision by the san francisco-based company which has more than 70 percent of the e-cigarette market share in the united states is the most significant sign of retrenchment by an industry that set out to offer devices to help smokers quit but now should blame now shoulders blame for a new public health problem nicotine addiction amongst among non-smoking teens jules announcement effectively undercut the food and drug administration's plan to unveil a series of measured series of measures aiming at curbing teenage vaping the agency is expected later this week to announce a ban on sales of flavored e-cigarettes in convenience stores and gas stations and strengthen the requirements for age ver- verification of online sales of e-cigarettes. I did not know that it was that big of a deal. Like that it's like being blamed for nicotine addiction among non-smoking teens. I had heard and there's also like a performing arts like high school I think right near my work. So I always see like kids on their breaks like vaping but part of me is like that's kind of i mean they're going to be forced to by the fda but also they were proactive in taking it off the shelves so part of that's like somewhat corporate responsibility and i kind of kudos to them for that but also if they have like how are they going to make money are they just going to go to like liquor stores where kids aren't allowed or i wonder what that means for their company well i wonder if it's actually helping like if research shows that like using an e-cigarette to try to quit smoking actually works right well and e-cigarettes are so new too i don't know what the research is like are they even we are assuming they're better for you at least short term than cigarettes but i don't know long term if it's been proven that they're less dangerous for you well it's interesting i just wanted to provide that update because in the know with emily in the know, I have another thing to talk about, too. Please, tell me. Just keeping you all informed on what's <laughs> hip and happening. <laughs> Except for the word hip and happening. So, <laughs> I was looking, after I deleted Cat Cafe off my phone, I was looking for a new game. I didn't find one, but... Are you, like, jonesing for a new game? No. I was just, happened to be looking at the app store on my phone, and the number one free downloaded app right now is called tiktok and like the kesha song uh yeah tiktok and it's called so it's called tiktok real short videos and i had no idea what that was and i was reading the app description and it was like tiktok is for sharing your life like share a video of you brushing your teeth and i was like no not another app then i just happened to see an article about it and the article is tiktok surges past six million downloads in the u.s as celebrities join the app jimmy fallon and tony hawk are on board is (laughs) the celebrity examples they gave i mean if they're endorsing it i'm in did you ever play tony hawk pro skater no i wasn't really allowed to have video games as a kid but oh i was so i'm really bad at them now okay well (laughs) shout out to anyone who played that game because it was great 
So this is from TheVerge.com. And it says, TikTok is one of the world's most popular apps, recently surpassing 6 million users last month in the U.S. and landing in the top spot on Apple's App Store in the United States. That's where I saw it. (laughs) Now, more celebrities are joining the app, which allows people to upload their own videos using a variety of editing tools and filters. Jimmy Fallon and Tony Hawk have have both recently joined, using the app to participate in current trends to try to connect with a larger audience. I wonder if... So, you know, Instagram gets a lot of flack, like, for being the best parts of your life and how they're, like, marketing it as you can do a video of you brushing your teeth if they're trying to do, like, a more real look at your life kind of is, like, their competitive advantage angle or... Yeah, I thought about that, but then I was thinking, if you scroll back on my Instagram to, like, when I first had Instagram, I posted about anything and everything. Like, I have a picture of a leaf that I just thought looked cool and posted it on Instagram. Yeah. And it's kind of like how we used Facebook back in the day where like you would just post something like random about your life, like going to basketball like status practice. Actual statuses. Yeah. And so I feel like, sure, it would start out like that, but you it would just evolve and eventually into another form of showing how cool your life is. That's, that's true. Because it, it says it has like editing tools, so... It's basically I'm sure that Instagram means filters stories, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, but that being said, I only saw it. I have not downloaded it or used it because I refuse at this time. So, I guess we'll see. We'll Maybe see how this grows. If anyone has heard of this or used this, let us know. Email us floralcouchconversations at gmail Yes, please, and because we know I won't get it for another three years as a late adapter. So. <laughs> Anyway, let's get to the real subject at hand, which is the really cool event that the two of us went to earlier this week. Yes, we have been excited to talk about this all week since we did it. I feel like, well, I guess I'll speak for myself, but I have been like jonesing to, I guess, debrief on what we experienced. So if you saw on Instagram earlier this week, we posted that we went to an event called Together Live. And it's an event that's put on by Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Wither. Reese Witherspoon. I knew I was gonna say that wrong. Reese Witherspoon's media company, and yeah, their mission statement. I was just looking it up. Is Hello Sunshine is on a mission to change the narrative for women. So it's basically empowering women through storytelling and communities. So the way I've heard of it is by watching the show Younger which is a great show, recommend to everyone. But the show is centered around a book publishing company. And in the show, the two characters kind of stem from their traditional book publishing company into their own like millennial book publishing company. And they, in one episode, they make a partnership with Reese's book club, book club and her Hello Sunshine organization. So very cool. I just downloaded her first or her current book club book. So. So we went to this event and so there were a ton of like powerful females and the first ever male guest was there in mini in the Minneapolis event. So it was Jennifer Walsh, who is the founder of Together Live. Um, Sabrina Jalise, I'm probably going to butcher that. She's a comedian and she's hilarious. Cam, who's a country singer. Priya Parker, who founded Thrive Labs. 
Sophia Bush, who is an actress for anyone that's a One Tree Hill fan, but she's also an activist. I should give her all the credit. And then Maitha Alhassan, who's a poet. Ryan Weiss, he does like daily meditation videos. And Halima, who is a model. And then Lovey, who is an author. So we basically got to see all these super powerful women. And they started out by asking everyone their mantras, which I thought was really cool and motivating that everyone kind of has their own mantra. Were there any, did any of their mantras stand out to you? So Sophia Bush's, I think, was the most relatable for me. And hers was um, stop worrying about being someone else's definition of enough. And then you are allowed to be a masterpiece and a work in progress at the same time, which I thought was kind of cool. Did any stand out to you? I've I've definitely heard both of those before. Right. But the stop worrying about being someone else's definition of enough. I, I wrote I wrote that down because it's just like a reminder that you need to have. I feel like every day because. Well, especially with just what we we're talking about with Instagram and yeah. stuff. It's hard not to do the comparison. Yeah, constantly comparing yourself to other people, worrying about what other people think when it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Easier said than done. Right. But it helps to hear it every now and then. Yeah. The other mantra that really stood out to me was Lovey's, and hers was really just an Instagram story she saw that day, but it was put the glass down, and the more she talked about it, the more it resonated with me, because I feel like I tend to hold on to things that just, like, put me in a negative headspace whereas if I like let it go and basically the whole idea was if you hold a glass of water it doesn't matter like if it's half full or half empty like the longer you hold it the heavier it's gonna feel so put it down so it's like let go of things so basically the event went that they started out with everyone telling their mantras and then each person told their own little story in their own art form I guess so like the they told a poem or they sang a song or whatever so it started out with Jennifer Walsh who like I said was the founder of Together Live and her mantra was it's not what happens it what's it's what happened next like focus on the future which I thought was really cool the other thing that I thought was interesting is when she opened the show they talked a lot about community and she talked about how anxiety is super rampant I guess right now and she thought it was because we're so used to like not having human connection because of all of us being glued to our phones what do you think of that did she say that 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 that's the reason why anxiety is well she said we're all disconnected and it's evidenced by increases in in anxiety and depression so I don't know if she was necessarily saying cause and effect but she said they were correlated so that makes sense to me I think a lot of anxiety stems from just being able to see everything that's going on like Mm -hmm. like all the stuff that's happening in the news right now like causes people to be scared and all of the social media and perfection that you see causes people to be like sad and lonely yeah that was interesting because like obviously it's definitely a mental health issue but i think that social media and being connected to our phones is definitely contributing to the issue sabrina jalice then was came up and she was a comedian she's a comedian and her mantra was take a deep breath be present typical things don't let your butt crack show (laughs) 
<laughs> and she was hilarious. I feel like everyone was laughing oh so hard the she entire was time. So funny. I like repeated her entire spiel to Matthew, my husband, when I got home. She kind of told the whole story about coming out to her family. And then she got married to her wife, and then they just had a baby, and they named their baby Wolfie, <laughs> which I think is so cute. Yeah. And that, and then she's like, our baby's name is Wolfie, which you may like or not like, depending on your age. She says, the older people tend to be like, no, what's his real name? <laughs> We're like, why not Michael? <laughs> and she said, one time she went to a barbecue, and she told she, they brought the baby and this lady was like what's his name and they were like his name's wolfie and the party went on and like three hours later the lady came back to her and was like but what if he doesn't like wolves <laughs> as if that's relevant and i was like hmm, should i name my child wolfie <laughs> serious consideration what did nat think of that i don't know he did not say his opinion so <laughs> To be determined. DVD. <laughs> I also thought it was funny. So she told a story about going hunting with her father-in-law and I hunt and she made some j- joke about, or she pointed out rightfully so, like that basically you put deer pee on a tampon and hang it in the woods, but yet people think being gay is weird. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny because putting deer pee out when you're deer hunting is like a normal thing to me but from the outside it looks so strange like okay I did not know that that's what you do and are the tampon things like those little like it's actually well what my dad uses is like it's like cotton like it's not actually a tampon but you have to hang them on a tree Where so that it like deer goes pee cabalas I don't Ew. know anywhere they just like hold deers and cat deers deers <laughs> In captivity until they pee. And then they I don't know if it's real. Bottle it and sell it. I guess I don't know if it's real or if it's like scented like deer pee. Is it expensive? I've never actually bought it. I'm, I live a cush hunting lifestyle where my dad does everything for me. But <laughs> I'm going to look this up. We'll send a link in case anybody's in need of some deer pee. Just kidding. Gross. But I was like, that puts stuff in perspective because what's normal to you is like. Can That's be not normal to me. Not normal to other people. Yeah. <laughs> i mean that might be smart to use tampons you should tell your dad i mean i'll let him know he'll probably but aren't tampons kind of like scented um some of them yeah i guess you can get the unscented but yeah anyway the last thing that i feel like she said that really resonated with me was and we kind of talked about this afterwards was she mentioned that kaylee how do you say her last name from the big bang theory had kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, had some sort of interview where she said she wasn't a feminist. And I feel like I have definitely progressed as I've gotten older. And we talked about this a little bit, how you could tell I I came from a very conservative upbringing, I guess. And I used to be the person that said, I'm not a feminist, but it's because I was only exposed to very um, in-your-face, like, man-hating version of feminism, where now I'm just like, oh, duh, feminism is just that, like, men and women are of equal value and you can do whatever the heck you want like it's just so obvious to me now but I definitely was like that was me one time like look how far we've come yeah I guess I don't really surround myself with anyone who's like I'm not a feminist and like has that because I want to cook for my husband when it's like no you are a feminist but 
you're choosing feminism gives you the choice to right. cook for your family like do whatever you want yeah i definitely know people that still don't consider themselves a feminist where and i try to have the discussion i don't know what that it always resonates but it's like somewhat like you have to kind of discover that for yourself i think I guess that's what happened for me anyway. So then, so Cam, the country singer, who I'd never heard of. You said you're a fan? I was a fan because she came on American Idol. Okay. And sang with one of the contestants. So, I mean, I just had heard of her. Yeah. Well, and her song, Diane, is a great song. It, it was good. She sang that live. And then I didn't realize she, she wrote a song for, um was it Sam Smith? Oh, I didn't know that. I think that's what she said at the end. But the one thing I took away from her was if it feels wrong, it's wrong. Like you don't need confirmation, which is like very much like trust yourself kind of. We talked about recently how someone banged on my window and my instinct was to call the cops, but I had to confirm with you. Hey, should I call the cops or is this crying wolf? Like, no, I know the answer. Like, yeah, just trust yourself kind mm-hmm. of thing. Get 911 speed dial. No, but does that ever... Have you ever been in a situation where you've wished you would have just trusted your gut? Yeah, I feel like a few years ago, we would go out a lot more and drink a lot more. And I was never like super into doing that. And it it doesn't make me feel very good, especially the next day. But not even like hungover. It's just like it does not mix with my brain very well. Mm-hmm. And my gut would always be telling me like, don't need to drink this much or you really don't need to drink but I would would anyways just because everyone else was doing it and now I feel like we go out a lot less because we just know that yeah and I feel like we have no problem being like eh, I'll stick to water tonight like yeah so I mean now anxiety. it's like I really realize that like nope you really don't need to because you'll feel a lot better so we also heard from Priya Parker who is the th- founder of Thrive Labs and the thing that I think she said that's spoke out the most to me was speak your mind even if your voice shakes which I feel like as well for me personally and I don't know if it's as like a young female or just just me but especially in like a work setting or whatever it may be like speaking your mind isn't always the easiest and I definitely get a shaky voice so I was like like that definitely is something that I could take as my own mantra yeah that's really stood out to me too I think I I wrote that down too and I even texted you this week about well a lot of this event was about speaking your truth and speaking make sure you speak your mind even if you're scared and so I texted Alyssa this week because I in my job I do a lot of writing and basically I create things and people give me feedback like that's what my job is and this guy um, who's like higher up it was like in final approval mode and he was like okay it looks good except for this one change and um we follow a specific style ap style mm-hmm. and he was like except for this is this is not right like you have it different in these two places and uh, my other coworker was like okay i'll make that change and they like moved it forward and mm-hmm. i had to go back and be like wait no i know i'm right you like you have to keep it like this and the like higher up guy was like okay I stand corrected yeah that's right man you do stand corrected I was proud of myself for speaking my truth and not just letting him think he knew what was right because he clearly did not yeah and I feel like that goes a lot with what lovey talked about speaking your truth and 
like you don't want to wait for someone else to say no that's a dumb idea like if you know it's a dumb idea just like speak up lovey also talked about if it's obvious to you speak your truth and combat like the group think mentality and then also if it's obvious to you like that's how you know what your gift is like what you're supposed to be doing and what your passion I guess is which I thought was very cool because I think sometimes we going back to like not trusting your gut I don't always trust that what I'm good at is necessarily a gift like not everyone is good at what I'm good at and I'm not good at what everyone else is good at when she was talking about that it really it spoke to me too because I mean I technically am a writer Mm -hmm. but I don't I mean I haven't authored a book I have like a few different blogs that no one reads I read them and so I was I'm never like I'm a writer because when I say that it doesn't it doesn't make me feel good. Like I feel like I'm like oh I sh- I could be doing so much more. But her, what she was talking about is all about no like just just own it because she said that she needed to be like making this much amount of money from her blog and like have had like this m- many amount of speaking engagements to be like okay yes I am a writer. So she needed all that validation when she was like I should have just been telling myself all along that I was, and then it finally took off. Like, it would have taken off so much easier. Mm -hmm. I would say the same thing with calling myself a runner. Yeah. Because whenever, I I would never say, like, oh, I'm a runner. Because, like, yeah, I ran two marathons and however many half marathons. But I, if I would say I'm a runner, I'd be like, okay, well, what if people think you don't look like a runner? Like, you're not, like, your body doesn't look like you run marathons or... And, like, all those insecurities, like, flood into Mm -hmm. your head when it's like, no, you run two marathons. You are a runner. And even if you didn't, the fact that you run regularly makes you a runner. Like, it doesn't, there's no, like, goal to be like, now you can call yourself a runner. That's true. Yep. See? You're already calling me out on it. (laughs) And I even made notes of it in the context of starting this podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, speaking up, getting rid of the insecurities in your head the voices saying you're not enough and the voices saying you're too much yeah Sophia Bush talked a lot about that and I thought that was so relatable and interesting that like such a big platform that she has but she struggles with that too just like everyone else that either you're too preachy if you state your opinion but if you say but if you don't say anything then you're not doing enough to help people less fortunate than you so this interesting tug pull that she has and then definitely we can relate it to our own lives yeah I feel like that's relatable on on so many levels but in in I was thinking about it in relation to starting this podcast because both of us really wanted to start a podcast forever Mm -hmm. and we listened to a lot of podcasts and we were like we know we can do that we would we would be good at that we just want to try and do it Mm -hmm. and we recorded our first episodes and we're really excited about it but there was still like voices in my head saying like okay people are gonna be like really they started a podcast or they're gonna listen to it and be like wow that was dumb like we don't even know what they're talking about or they're gonna be like okay just like another I don't know you know like yeah no and I definitely get that and I feel like to talk about things that are happening in the world you have to get somewhat vulnerable otherwise like you're just basically regurgitating news and I feel like that's where I struggled the most with like starting this is 
you have to kind of t- somewhat expose your personal life to like everything and every anyone that wants to listen, you know? So I thought about that. And then the guy, Ryan Weiss, is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. He, so he's, like you said, a guy who does daily mantras, daily meditations on Instagram. He's kind of like a motivational type speaker, yoga guy. And he got a little boo-boo for me. Um, a little boo-boo? And he got a little woo-woo for me. A little out there. Like a little too much. Oh, yes. I was like, I don't understand. But, yes. Like woo-woo, that's what it... Like a woo girl? No, not a woo girl. Like a... Is that not a thing? I've never heard that. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I might be alone, though. I don't like, know. like, yeah, meditation and yoga and all that stuff is good. But, like, when you're talking about, like, crystals and, like yeah that kind of stuff you lose me so that's true he asked the question of just like what would happen if every morning you woke up you took a deep breath you put your hand over your heart as far as trying to just put yourself starting your day with a positive headspace I really like that too I I feel like it's something that we should do instead of just getting up and being like oh shoot like I have to go to work Mm -hmm. you should be like nope I'm grateful for today because I'm alive I'm healthy I can get out of bed. Yeah. And and he just also talked a lot about being more grateful for what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think a really big thing is just gratefulness in general. And I try to be present, live in the present moment and be, and be thankful for the things that I have. Mm-hmm. It's a good reminder. It reminded me too. So I downloaded this app called Shine and it's basically you check in every day and I'm doing the there's like a seven day free trial and then you have to like subscribe, but it asks, what are you thankful for today? What are you grateful for today? And then you respond to it almost like a text message. And then it says, what are you doing to feel good today? And then you also respond to it as a text message. And then it gives you an article to read or like a five minute video to listen to. And they have like many videos a list optional, like depending on your mood, like about like self-love or chilling out or focusing or owning yourself or whatever and but that's kind of I feel like what he was getting at is just like checking in with yourself every day yeah and that's I mean it's almost like journaling every day yeah and that's something I've been trying to do more of just to help with because it's so easy to get caught up in like worrying about everything that's going on in your life and giving into things giving into your anxiety but when you just like pause and write down your feelings and kind of like get them to be more tangible and then you can like digest them instead of just like letting them have a party inside your brain until you're going (laughs) crazy right one other thing I wanted to go back to Sophia Bush's talk for just a second is she talked about this concept of a pie graph and how you spend your energy basically is like all your energy is this pie graph and if you have to do something that you don't want to do that takes up like 25% of your energy, like that's too much. Take it out and fill it in with something that you do have energy for, like whether it's journaling or checking with yourself or writing or whatever it may be. And that I think I'm a visual person and that like visual concept really resonated with me. Just like don't force yourself to do something you're not happy doing. Quitting her job was like her example. And I like I completely agree. Not everyone has that luxury, but even stuff like you talked about like drinking or something like that's, that's true. something that yeah or was like, not fulfilling to me so I'm for the most part I mean 
every once in a while, but it's become a lot smaller piece of my pie graph, I guess. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Or like breaking up with someone or Mm -hmm. like not hanging out with a certain friend anymore because they, I mean, they don't bring value to your life. So. Right. Mm -hmm. The last person I feel like we haven't talked about is Halima. Something I just thought found interesting about her story was her perception of America. Yeah, so she was born in a refugee camp in Somalia and came over here to America. I think she was um, like elementary school age. And she said that before they came, they had to learn about American culture and watch videos. And from those videos, they thought like America was just this like a beautiful place and like you would get in trouble for even spitting on the ground and um she said the first like one of the first things she saw when she came to america was someone spitting on the ground and she thought that the police were gonna come and like (laughs) arrest him (laughs) and that when she got here she was like really like this is america she said i want to go back to our camp yeah and it was just because there she had like so much space and like it was just such just such more of a community where Mm -hmm. everyone was kind of in it together and then once she got to america she she felt like she was more her and her mom were more on their own right without a community she also so she's a model and she talked a lot about not apologizing for who you are which i think as females i'm at least i tend to apologize for way too much things that I shouldn't apologize for like I'm sorry probably comes out of my mouth like 27 times a day and it's like I should stop doing that what are you apologizing for like what do you usually say sorry for like if I if someone bumps into me I'll apologize or that might be a Minnesota thing is it is that a Minnesota thing I think it is I used to find myself saying sorry in emails a lot like at work I'd be like sorry this sorry for the delay when really they're not mad that's true and And if they are then you didn't do anything wrong so now i like make a conscious effort to not type out sorry in an email unless it's like really something i should say sorry for Mm -hmm. that's true i definitely do that and a lot of times it's out of it's something that's out of our control that i'm apologizing for that i shouldn't have to apologize for or sometimes if i speak up and contradict um someone like in meetings oh, i feel yeah. the need afterwards to be like sorry if i came across blah 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 even though i still agree with what i said in the meeting i just like want to make sure i didn't ruffle any feathers which i think i need to overcome that because i shouldn't have to apologize for having an opinion straight up so overall we loved together live it's a touring event so they're going to a bunch of major cities they were in minneapolis last week and they are going to austin texas and a couple other places and it was a third annual event that they had here so they'll be back next year so check them out we tagged them in our instagram post if you want to learn more so check it out and now it's time for dear pedal peeps we have more questions from our listeners thanks everyone for writing in so we're going to answer two questions today and our first is about something different than we've talked about before Mm -hmm. so here we go our first question i shortened up a little bit because it was really long i summarized a little bit my boyfriend's sister is raging when she isn't able to control a situation or isn't the center of attention she says selfish and cruel things and has been like this for the three years i've known her for example my boyfriend and i and his sister and her boyfriend went to a, a birthday party for a friend 
At the party, she wore long black gloves and proceeded to introduce everyone to her boyfriend as her fiancé because they couldn't see her hand. WTF. She then proceeded to get really drunk and was furious when my boyfriend and I wanted to leave. Another time, she told me that I look like my body frame wouldn't hold any more weight, like I'm as fat as I could get. She gets under my skin and eats at me for days. How do I let this shit go? She sounds like a toxic person. (laughs) Yeah. I have no tolerance for people that put people down without any reasoning or take cheap shots. No, I don't either. And I, I mean, it really sounds like she, like she's saying this out of a place of some sort of jealousy or like it's something going on within her. Like Mm -hmm. it's not anything going on within you. Like this has nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with her. So I would say use that as a reason to let it go. Like it's, it's not about you. It's about her. So don't let her, whatever she says, get like don't take whatever she anything she says to heart really and my other advice would be to talk about this with your boyfriend like be honest with him and tell him how this makes you feel if you haven't already because at the end of the day it's his sister it's his family it's kind of his problem like it really shouldn't be seeping over into your relationship right and they're kind of past the point of I think them sitting down and talking so I think your boyfriend does need to get involved and hopefully will be supportive of your feelings and they seem very like genuine concerns overall let it go because it's not about you it's about her and try to talk to your boyfriend about it yeah and you're great okay our next question I've known this guy since first grade but we'd never talked before we were reintroduced recently at a friend at a mutual friend's wedding and hit it off. We exchanged numbers and started talking. We're in the same career field and have a lot and have tons in common. The only problem is we live in different states and neither of us have any plans of moving. Despite this, things are going well and we've been talking every day for two months. We're both going to be back in our hometown for Thanksgiving and have plans to meet up. Should I let it play out and see what happens or should I cut it off because we will be starting a long distance relationship. I feel like we put so much pressure on this to be like either a relationship or not, but if you're enjoying talking to this person, like I don't know if it has to be all or nothing. Obviously the long distance could be hard, but worst case scenario, if you're enjoying talking to them, you also have a friend. I would say if it's going well, keep it going. If it if it starts to not go well, then cut it off. If if things progress then then go for it. But if if you're not happy, then then definitely cut it off. I would, I mean, if a long distance relationship is something you're definitely against, then I would say no, don't do it. Like just follow your heart, basically. And at the same time, if you do go for it, I would say you don't necessarily need to be an all or nothing. Like you could still. I'm not saying get into a relationship, but keep your eyes open. But I'm like, if you find someone that's in your state, in your town, that you're more interested in, then I would say go for that person. Agreed. Like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any harm in seeing where it goes unless, if it gets to a point where you're unhappy not being in the same state, then then it's time to move on. Yeah, we do have a friend, actually, that their relationship started out as long distance and were long distance for years until they eventually moved to the same state and got married so it real does, life it yeah. can happen 
So thank you for our, our two questions. If you guys have more questions, please keep sending them our way. At, you can d- DM us on Instagram at Floral Couch Conversations or shoot us an email, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. So Emily, I have one final question for you before we end today's show. Since this episode is uh, releasing on Thanksgiving, what is well, I guess it's two questions. One, we recently had our first Friendsgiving. So what was your biggest takeaway from being part of a Friendsgiving? And what's your favorite Thanksgiving tradition? So we did Friendsgiving. It was my first ever Friendsgiving. And it was a dream come true because I've always wanted to have a Friendsgiving. Same. <laughs> and I'm actually going to two this year. So You're I feel pretty special. You're stepping so I'm in very right thankful up. for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're thankful for i love it no um there's more there's more um i was gonna get in trouble by my husband if he, i did not mention the turkey he made for our friendsgiving so. it was delicious and i had it for lunch two days this really? week afterwards yeah because you gave me some of the leftovers i'm like not a huge fan of thanksgiving food really because i really like stuffing and i'll eat it but I also lactose intolerant, so like yeah. there's a lot of butter and stuff, and that's true. It's not great for the bod. <laughs> <laughs> so two years ago, we we had a tradition for a while of going to Montana for Thanksgiving. I have a lot of family there. We're not going this year, but two years ago, I had some leftovers the next day, and I got really sick. Ooh, and. Someone had the flu in the house and mm. everyone got it. That's basically what happened. But for a while we thought it was food poisoning. And ever since then, I've just been like, okay, like Thanksgiving food is not my favorite, but I will eat it. Pumpkin pie, though, is my passion. Really? Yes. I love pecan pie. I feel like that's what I look forward to. I love pecan pie, too. I love both. You always have to have like a little piece of each pie. Yeah. What did you take away from Friendsgiving? I thought it was a lot of fun. I always, I love hosting parties, but I get a lot of like host anxiety. Like afterwards, I'm like, I hope people had fun, like whatever. You did a great job. You went above and beyond. It was beautiful in here. You had little pumpkin decorations and a whole like table spread. It was legit. Well, thank you. I I hoped so. I love, I don't know, dream job, party planner or baker, caterer, all of the above, but make it happen (laughs) baby steps so thanks guys for listening to our discussion today if you didn't like it sorry we're not tequila we can't make everyone happy so it is what it is yeah thanks everyone for listening to this episode happy thanksgiving because this episode will come out on thanksgiving happy turkey day hope you had a wonderful time if you are in the u.s celebrating follow us on instagram at floral couch conversations if you have a question you want to write into us floral couch conversations at gmail.com we love answering your questions we recently got a facebook page because we probably should have had one so floral couch conversations on facebook for photos of us cool events that we go to like together live right and to be notified when there, whenever there's a new episode. You can listen to us on the podcast app, iTunes, Spotify now, and SoundCloud. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please tell anyone and everyone that will listen. And feel free to give us a review for however many stars you feel like you deserve. 
Hopefully it's five. Hopefully it's five. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye.